Hey, up, mate, you alright? Yeah, not bad. That is some haircut. <laughs> oh, mate, absolute isolation, mate. This is probably the 30th odd podcast we've done, and it's the only second one where I've been nervous and actually made notes beforehand because this is I uh, don't need to be nervous mate I'm just fucking random <laughs> lad from Little over that's ended up in America somehow I know mate but this was like when we drew up the uh, the wish list of people was going to have on when this when this happened mate you was you was very high on that list mate and we've always wanted oh, to get you on so um for, we'll start we'll start with the current situation and whatnot obviously I'm in Derby uh, the lockdown is it in full effect here? How's it? How's it over there? How are you? How are you coping there? To be fair, it's, I'm actually enjoying it at the minute. It's um, we we locked down about a week and a half before everyone else in Los Angeles with our industry, and um, we've been in what about six, seven weeks now. And to be fair, it's all right. The first week, I was like a madman. I was getting everything done. I was like, right, I'm going to organise this. I'm going to do that. And then because I had a lot of computer stuff that I had to catch up on. So I got all that out of the way. And then it was like, right, okay, well, week two, what am I going to do? So we've, we've got another house, um, like literally a minute from here. So I was like, right, I'm going to go down. I'm going to do the garage. Out. So I've got a skit, chucking everything away, you know, yeah, brilliant. That took me a couple of days. And then I'm like, right, now what do I do? Fuck. So then I've, I've started getting on the, the get fit thing again. So running and biking. And I'm like, all right, okay, great. And then all of a sudden now, the last week, the weather has been, what, 30s, 32. Wow. So thankfully, we've got like a pool at the other house. So we've just been taking the kids down there, swimming and just having barbecue every day, chilling out and working out. It's been, <laughs> I'm actually quite enjoying it. Um, but we're still working in a way. So that's kind of handy. Is it, is it similar to how it is here? You, you literally can't go out and do anything. It's just... You're pretty much in full lockdown. You can't go out. You can, you can go to the, the stores and things like that to get like, you know, you you supermarkets and like that's it. Um, but everything everything else is closed down. Parks, golf courses, you name it, that's all closed down. And yeah, it's it is what it is though. Really, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, we we kind of stay. I stay in my own little bubble out here anyway. LA's a bit a bit bougie for me. Really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm Derby boy through and through. So, you know, for me, like, you know, they all go, oh, we're going down here in Hollywood and we're doing this. And I'm thinking, this is crap. This one like, to the swamp. <laughs> yeah, and the best thing is, it's like, obviously my mates come over from uh, Derby and that, and they go, oh, we want to go. We want to go to um, the Hollywood, you know, do the Walk of Fame and, and all that lot, and all, lads, literally, it'll take you 10 minutes. And they're going, no, 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 we want to see it. I said, look, it's no different than walking down Normanton Road. <laughs> I said, that's what it's like. I said, it's just, it, it, it's crap. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and that's it. And like, for me, it's like, listen, you could stick all your fancy LA restaurants up your, your arse sideways, <laughs> get me back down the Panther in Little Over, and I love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can, can, state pub with real people and you know i love it and it's that's one of the things that's why i love coming back to derby yeah. so much just because the people are real over here it's too fake 
like I said, it's it's not me. Like I again, like across the road, our neighbours, um, the guy called Ray and Tracy, lovely people. Yeah. Um, but Ray is the songwriter for Bruno Mars, <laughs> and and Tracy is uh, Kim Kardashian's PR girl. And there's <laughs> me going. Yeah, and there's me in the morning going past them, walking, oh, you're right. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just like, what? Like, yeah, whatever, crack on. But it's like, yeah, I've just been for a quick walk through Chad for my daily walk, and I've got people sitting on the front lawns in on settees. So that's like the, the difference of, of our days of okay, But that's the thing. Here's the thing. Over, over in England, right, everybody comes together, and, you know, there's a kind of unity, like, you know, the clapping on Thursday evenings. I think that's brilliant. Where over here, I've just been to the supermarket and I've got this woman who sat behind me complaining, oh, I want to get in quicker. It's literally the queue is like four deep, nothing. And she's there going, oh, I've got things to do. I've got places. And I'm thinking, Gavin, <laughs> you're lying. Listen, you need to get home, have a, have a good wash, do your hair, and just chill out. You know what I mean? Is it oh, is it just God. is it just purely because it's where all the work is for you, Ali? That's why you base there. That's it. To yeah. be fair, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've co- I can come back and I can work in the UK, but the problem is the industry in the UK is just night and day. It's not really taken seriously in the UK. You know, if you you look at the adult industry in the UK and you basically just think some bloke with a camcorder in a hotel room. It's, you know, it's a totally different kettle of fish where over here, so obviously I produce all our own content, but we'll have like 14, 15 people on set. Wow. And it's from lighting guys, sound guys, makeup, PAs, uh, catering, things like that. And I just can't really, I, in England, I find I struggle with girls like as well because, you know, distances. So I they'll be coming like say girls coming from london okay yeah. you got your call time at like eight o'clock in the morning and then it's like, oh i've got to get this train i've got to do that and then you're like oh, okay and then they never get there to like 11 12 and then we're over here because where we live is in san fernando valley which is basically the porn capital and everybody's like 20 30 minutes away from each other Okay. So it's like if I have a call time at 8 a.m., like on my info, it's like, hey, if you're an hour late, you will be replaced. And really? I can get another girl here. Yeah, I can get another girl here within 20, 30 minutes. Wow. So that's the, that's the beauty of LA. And that's basically the only reason I'm here, is would basically you, work. Would you be able to make a full time living in England or would you have to have something else to support it if you was a, a male adult actor oh, in no, England? I could, I could easily, easily make a full time living of it in England. Just be harder. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just more odd. It's hard work. That's the only thing. Like, yeah. Because I'm in a really lucky situation that I'm contracted. So I'm, my money is always there. So, you know, it is what it is. I've, I shoot how many scenes a month. I'm paid the same. Yeah. So I'm on a contract, which is great. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's good money. And then plus we have other income coming in from, like, there's a thing at the minute called OnlyFans, which everybody's on. And I basically, I have one of them. That does brilliant money every month. Like, that does about 30 grand a month, just for that side thing. Yeah. Wow. So, it, yeah, it's good money on that. And then, obviously, I have my, 
my browser's contract, which is, you know, really good. And then you have other income coming in. Like I, I had a mold in like a dildo. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, you get a check every month through the post from that. Um, you know, a couple of grand here, there and whatever, which you don't realize. And yeah, it's good. And then, uh, and also like, I was quite smart with, um, like these platforms back in the day, I got a lot of mm. girls to sign up through my referral link. So, you know, I'll probably do, you know, a good chunk of change every month um, from just referrals really? as well. So, yes, like you said, listen, if I, if I came back to Derby, um, I would love it. But it's just, like I say, it's hard work. And it's not that the hard work scares me. It's just that I get frustrated. I'm very OCD in, like, how I like things run. Mm. And, you know, I've of a girl's like flaking and, and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. it gets to me because then it's like, okay, I've just wasted the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they yeah. don't realize a lot of things go into it, like locations and, and scouting the location. And it just even like, obviously here in LA, I can just drive and I'm 20, 30 minutes from every location where if I'm shooting in England, to go down to London for the day or Milton Keynes or I know, you know, a strip club in Northampton that I want to shoot. And, you know, we make the effort to drive down there and a girl just gives you some excuse like an hour before. And it's yeah. like, ugh, I've wasted my day. And so it's a bit of a nightmare, really. Yeah. I want to I want to ask you a bit about how you got into the industry and whatnot. But before we get onto that, we'll start from the beginning. What what are your kind of memories growing up in, in Derby? Obviously, growing up massive Rams fan, growing up in Little Over. Oh, mate, listen, Little, little Over boy through and through. Um, went to St. Benedict's. So, a good Catholic boy, aren't I? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, went went Benedict's. And, you know, I basically, I did all the, the same standard stuff. Like, when I was younger, I used to play for Little Over Dazzlers. And then I was, uh, uh, I played for Shelton Lock for a bit and played for Simfin for a bit. And then I was at Derby Boys. And then, then I went from there to Graham Street Prims and then Mickelover Sports. Really? So, you know, yeah, yeah. So Good level played, of football, that. Played, yeah, I played. So the people that I used to play with were, do you remember Chris Palmer? Yeah, Chris Palmer, yeah. Chris, yeah, yeah. Chrissy Palmer and Campy. I, I still speak to Campy quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, me and Campy, we went out in Vegas and, like you said, you know, he gets a lot of stick, but he is a genuinely really nice lad. And, uh, yeah, so we, I played there and then I played, I was at County with uh, Gaz Jackson and that. And I still remember, like, when we were, we were kids playing, playing against um, Jermaine Pennant. Who else? There was uh, the guy, it was at Forest, Westcar. Craig oh, Westcott Craig Westcott, or, yeah, yeah, Craig Westcott, yeah. Yeah, so he he was a brilliant player, do you know what I mean? These yeah. lads were absolutely brilliant back in the day. So, yeah, that was it, really. And then um, kind of, like, not football on the head. I was going to derby matches all the time, so I used to drink in the Blue Pool. Yeah. Um, My old man used to play football for the Blue Pool. Yeah, Did he? Yeah, yeah. When it, when it was like, yeah, Johan. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know Johan. I know Johan really well. Johan... He used to date um, Finnegan, uh, Ryan and Amy Finnegan's um, mum back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I remember, yeah, mate. So yeah, grew, like you say, grew a little over lad. Go to all the footy matches. Go out. Used to love going out downtown. 
you know, when Derby was good to go out, like when, you know, you had like some proper places, like you remember Susumi, Revolution, all that lot, and all the little over lot used to always end up in Soda Bar. Yeah. Back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. Soda Bar was brilliant back in the day. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and that was it really, mate. So yeah, I, like I said, I, I try and get back. It's harder now because I've got kids. But before I had kids, me and my missus, I used to come back probably three, four times a year. Yeah. Easily. Like any chance I get, if it's like, okay, you know, I've got 10 days open up in my calendar, I'm flying out to uh, yeah. Derby. Yeah. And that's my missus. Like my, missus is, my missus is from Boston. And she's like, oh, you know, where, where are we going to go? I'm like, Barbados. Don't worry. <laughs> and... Uh, and she's there going to me, oh, are we, are we going to go to an island or somewhere like that? I said, don't you worry. Spider <laughs> Island, I can't take you there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she, uh, she's, she's learned to love Derby, to be fair. Like, it's a bit of a shock to her because, like I said, she's come from Boston, then moved to LA. <clears throat> so it's a bit of a culture shock to her. Um, but thankfully, she loves to have a drink. So, um, yeah, she likes that when we go back. And she's got used to kebabs and curries. She likes a good kebab and curry. I was going to say, in Chad, you've got three chefs, haven't you? Three yeah, three chefs, mate. Sonny at three chefs, mate. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love three chefs and that. I was going to say, before I worked at, I work at Radio Derby now on Sport, and um, and before I worked there, I did 12 years home and away. Went everywhere with the Rams. I like, didn't miss one for 12 years. Yeah. And it was always, over Christmas, I'd always see you. I mean, I've got a, I was trying to dig it out earlier from, I think it was a Boxing Day game. It was at home, I had a picture of you outside the Neptune. So I remember I always used to see you out and about around yeah. Christmas. Like you'd always yeah. be back every, in all the games. Time. Yeah, I love coming. And that's the thing. I like. Even my mates used to think, I remember we played Middlesbrough um, up at Christmas time, like a few years back. And they were like, what are you going Middlesbrough on your own for? I'm like, mate, I don't realise. I'll, <laughs> watch realize. Any game. I'll go to any game on my own. I don't yeah. care. You know what I mean? If the lads aren't up for it, I'm like, well, I'm going. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, I don't really mind, you know what I mean. So um, yeah, it's one of them, really. I just, I just love it, and it's like over here. So thankfully, we've got the Rams TV now. Mm. Um, so I've got, you know, Rams TV. So I, the only ball ache is if the game's at like a twelve o'clock kickoff. So that means I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning to watch it. Oh, shit, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Apart from that, it's decent because a lot of the games are on at seven. So my work, like, no, if we work Saturdays, it's going to be a later call time because I like to watch the football in the morning. Um, the best one was um, Leeds away in the playoff last oh, season. Yeah. So I've said, like, I've watched that. I took the Saturday off to watch them at home and uh, we've lost and I've gone, all right. And I'm thinking... If it was a draw, I would have rescheduled, you know, my game. And and to be honest, I didn't really think we were going to do it. I didn't think we were going to go to Ellen Road and mm. get a result. And I was like, you know, what I'll do is I'll just put my call time later on in the day. And then that was it. And I even warned the girl. I said, listen, I said, I'm probably going to be in a bad mood. So if I'm quiet, just, just ignore me. <laughs> I um, thought you were bouncing in. <laughs> Oh, mate, I went absolutely man. I'm there going to listen. You're you're gonna have the best day of your life, and I still remember in the stills because I was still bouncing. 
And I'm there in the girls' ears going, Lampard, Lampard, stop. Uh, <laughs> Lampard. And I was trying to do the balance why I'm balls deep in this girl. It was, yeah, she, uh, I don't think she was impressed, but who cares? I had a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. You've done your, uh, you've done your all-time Rams 11. We had a chat the other day. We'll get onto that a little bit later yeah. on. But I want to, uh, first, because this is like a, a question I've always wondered. How does like a lad in Derby first get into, I mean, get into it? Yeah, but not just get into it, but get to like the level you're at. Because obviously, like they call me in the party, they, they call me Blake the Snake. Uh, okay. Uh, so I reckon, no, I'm not going to get it out. <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to hold you to this now. Um, I'm not so warmed up. Me, basically, what happened is, is I was working for the railway and. Um, Long story short, I don't speak to my old man, um, but it's I was just I kind of always got a bit fed up of like oh Steve's lad, Steve's lad, and I was like oh, all right, and then I went on holiday with all the lads, got absolutely wasted, and someone took a picture of me bollock naked, and that was it. It was just lying around, and then the next thing you know, someone had put it on a swingers website, and. I'm getting all these couples emailing me going, oh, you know, I want you to come and uh, do it, bang my missus. And I'm thinking, what is this? I didn't know what swinging was. I didn't have a clue. And I'm going, yeah, like some of these pictures, some right rotters. And I'm going, no, 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 no. Then all of a sudden this, this company emailed me and um, sent me a picture. He goes, oh, look, we're a swing couple. We're starting an amateur porn site. Would you be interested? And I've gone, yeah, go have a look, click the attachment. I'm like, bloody hell, brilliant. She's beautiful. And um, I still thought it was a fake. So anyway, I arranged to meet and uh, ended up at like Mark Eaton Park of all places. Because I, I used to have an apartment um, on, I should call it a flat. That was very American of me, wasn't it? An apartment. Um, <laughs> on, you know where Grundy's was? Yeah, 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 Mr. Grundy's. Right. Right next door to Grundy's. I know what you mean, yeah. Literally, the apartment's there. Across the road, when I used to live there, there was Blockbuster. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, 75 yeah, right taxes and that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's where I used to be. And, um, yeah, so anyway, I just thought, right, I'll go for a run. And that was it. Ended up going up for a run up there. And uh, that was it. They were there. And I was like, bloody hell, shit, I've got to do this. And so I did the deed and they were like, oh, you're brilliant. Can, can you do it again next week? We we're in Loughborough. I was like, yeah, go on then. So then I was going to Loughborough like once a week and, you know, it, it was I was getting paid cash in hand and uh, it was all right. And then eventually they got bigger and bigger and um, then they offered me a contract. And I was like, well, I have to make up my mind then. It's like, do a stick at the railway with something I really wasn't enjoying or take this chance. So I thought, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to take the chance. So I did that, and then I was contracted with them for four years. I think it was three and a half, yeah, three and a half, four years, something like that. And um, yeah, it was great. And then I kind of got bored a little bit because I was literally going to the same place in Loughborough time and time again, and it was just a bit boring. And all the, all the girls I was working with going, oh, you could do really well with other companies. And I was going, yeah, maybe, maybe. And um, one thing led to another, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a change. And so I went freelance, and all of a sudden I've gone freelance, and you know, everyone was like, oh, there's this this young lad, uh, he's really good performer, you should book him. 
And so I was working all over the UK. I was working Bristol, a lot in London. There was a company down there called Bluebird and they wanted contracted me straight away, but I just really wasn't having it. Mm. And But they would pay me like 500 quid a day and I was doing maybe two, three scenes in a day. So you think you're earning 1,500 quid a day and I'm doing it five days a week. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for, yeah. for having the right laugh. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> through that company, they hired a big European director and to produce some movies. And he was like, wow, you're really good. Uh, I want to bring you out to Budapest. So then I started traveling Europe. So Budapest, Prague, going all over Italy. Then I ended up in Russia filming. And so I was going all over. So I'd made quite a, a name for myself within Europe then. Um, and then I remember one month I did like 40 scenes in a month and it was like, oh man, tired. And so my friend had just moved to LA. He goes, oh, come out. I'm getting married. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to come out for your wedding. So I went out for his wedding and, um, one of the girls out there that I knew from here said, oh, you should shoot for Brazzers. And I was like, I've never heard of them. I'm like, <laughs> and at the time, Brazzers were no one. <clears throat> they were just shooting out of garage in Vegas. And, you know, I was like, ah. No, I'm all right. I'm just going to have, you know, three weeks off. Yeah. Um, you know, I got there the first week and then, you know, they're just getting married. So I'm like the spare wheel. <clears throat> so I'm getting a bit bored. And then they offered me a shoot again. And I was like, you know what? Yes, yeah, I did. So I, I ended up taking the shoot. And I still remember it clear as day. The blokes come in. He goes, okay, you're a, you're a patient. You broke your leg. She gives you a bed bath. And, um, you know, it goes on from there. I'm like, all right, brilliant. Just, just stay in character then. I'm like, yeah, okay, got it. So I'm there doing my thing and I'm thinking, well, I've broke my leg. I'm not going to be able to put <laughs> pressure on it, on it. So I'm thinking, right, and he said, stay in character. So I've done the whole scene on one leg. And he's gone <laughs> afterwards, he goes, that was brilliant, amazing. <clears throat> you know, really over the top American. And then he goes, one question, why didn't you put your leg down? I've gone... He told me the same character, broke my leg, Anna. And he's gone, oh, you could have put your leg down. I was like, all oh, right, great, now you tell me. And then he basically said to me, look, oh, can you stay for the week? And I was like, yeah, okay, no worries. Um, and that was it, really. Stayed there shooting for the week. Then I had to fly back to St. Petersburg to go and film. And as soon as I landed in London, they'd offered me a contract for six months, to come, no, three months to come out. So I was like, yeah, go on, then I'll come out to America for three months. And then two months into my contract, they extended it. And that was it. And so then I was at that stage where I was like, oh, um, you know, I'm in between like, you know, visa. So I went, I came back to the UK for like a month and then ended up coming back out to America. And, and that was it. They, they offered me a contract again for about a year. And then that was it. And I think I was about nine months in and the big company at the time were Reality Kings. And they offered me a really uh, lucrative contract to leave browsers and go over to them. It, I think it worked out. It was like, at the time, it was about 80 grand a month to go out there and basically shoot in LA and Miami. I got a private jet to Miami when I wanted and, and also, I remember they used to sponsor... Do you remember the uh, UFC fighter, Kimbo Slice? Yeah, yeah, Kimbo, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they used to sponsor him. So it was like, oh, yeah, you can come out, come some training camps with Kimbo and all this lot. And it was a really nice offer. They offered five guys that opportunity. And I was the only guy out of the five that turned it down because really? for me, 
I'm really, I'm loyal, you know, I'm thinking, yeah. well, Braz is my opportunity. I ain't just going to, you know, ditch him at the very first, you know, time. And so I ended up turning them down, stayed with Brazzers, and then Brazzers came to me and then they went, oh, look, really appreciate it. Um, you know, thanks a lot. And they didn't say anything. And my, my contract was up in like two, three months. I was like, man, have I just made a, a mistake here? And then two, three months later, they offered me the same kind of contract. Uh, and that was that, really. And it kind of like really tied our bond together. And I've been with them 13, 14 years now. And really? that's so, it. So literally yeah. from the start then? Pretty much, yeah. Like I said, I've been doing it. Well, from the start of process, I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been, there, I've been there from basically, they were there maybe eight, nine months before I came. Mm. And then they've just literally now and Braz is the name of a website. Um, the company I'm actually work for is uh, MindGeek. They uh, so we own obviously Pornhub, uh, Brazzers, Reality Kings. We bought Reality Kings uh, really? actually, and then you have Digital Playground, Babes, Twisties, Mofos. The list goes on, and like you know, a lot of the cheap sites and that. But Pornhub is probably the biggest one, you know, that everybody knows. So mm. yeah, it's a huge. And then our, our main office is in Montreal, and that's got about sixteen hundred employees up there in Montreal. So that's why I'm saying it's like it's very different. Like we also uh, we bought out Playboy as well, so we own Playboy online. So wow. yeah, there's there's a lot of things, you know. That's why I say over here, it's, it's treated a lot, lot differently. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've experienced in the UK, like, um, not, well, I've, I've experienced both sides. I've experienced it where people have come up to me and gone, oh, you're disgusting, you, you know, you have sex with all these women without condoms and all this lot. And I'm thinking, we get tested every 10 days. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like, it's super regulated out here. And I think to myself, the amount of times that I know my mates have gone out on a Friday, Saturday night, pulled some laps mm. home and taken her home and then gone, shit, better get down the old William Donald clinic on Monday because something yeah. ain't right down below. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I've experienced that a bit. Um, oh, one sec, someone's... Um, are you still there? But yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I experienced that. And then also I experienced it where I opened a bank account uh, you know, when I left, I kind of got rid of all my, my accounts in the UK. Um, mm. But then recently I was going to buy a uh, another house in England. I thought, oh, I've got to have a UK account. So I set up an account with the HSBC. Um, it was like a, an XPAC account. So they said, like, you know, you've got to put X amount in, into this account to, to get it. And like I say, it was a large, large amount. It wasn't like a amount to turn your nose up at and um i think they were everything was fine and all of a sudden they must have done some kind of research on me found out that i was in the adult industry and sent me a letter i said oh you've got to close your account there uh, for like no reason yeah just because uh, you're in the adult. Yeah, if you can back up just say google me i mean it's not like you've laundered it or anything you're owning it legitimately well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing but yeah they, they wouldn't give you any reason and just said like you've got I think it was like 30 days to withdraw your money and that. So, yeah, you still get, you do get a lot of discrimination, uh, especially in the UK. Over here, you, you get it slightly, but not as bad because people over here, they, they can see that, you know, 
like, listen, if I put my tax returns against someone else's, they they see that I'm contributing to society. I'm not just, you know, yeah, skipping it. And, that, and plus, like you said, we, I employ 10, 11 people at a time, mm. you know, camp from, between camera guys, photographers and, and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah. We talked about breaking into the industry. I wasn't sure whether I was going to do it. I don't know if you'd be able to do it or not. There's a young lad, this isn't a wind-up, who's trying to like get into the adult industry who's, who's from Oakwood. There's a, it's weird. Okay, so there's a girl in the adult industry called Sophie D. All yeah. right, really, really popular girl. Um, she's from Derby. She went Derby Moore School. She was really? in the same class as Campy and Chris Palmer. Really? Not a lot of people know that. Yeah, so there's her. And then there's also um, another, there's a guy out there in Derby. Oh, what's his name? Luke Hardy. He goes under. Um, okay. He's also in the adult industry out there. Um, there was another guy as well. He was in the industry, but he just, I'm not going to say his name because he, he was in it and then decided he's left now and, you know, he, he's got a life away from it all. And that he's just, I, I don't know what he does now, but yeah. So there's Derby's like the porn capital of the world. There's quite a few <laughs> performers in Derby. What, um, what, what advice would you get? Like one piece of advice. We're going to move on shortly, but I'll, I'll name him because you don't mind me. Uh, Ozzy. Uh, he, 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 right. wants, he wants one piece of advice on breaking in. Oh, and breaking in. The, I'll be really honest. The UK is hard. So his best bet is basically doing a few scenes for free. Um, just to, it's a lot easier, you know, like when you're at home and you're shooting with some bird that you've met and, and mm. stuff like that. So you need to get on a professional set, you know. People don't realise it's not as glamorous as it sounds like, you know. That I could be there doing a scene with a girl and I look out the corner of my eye, you'll have the sound guy just sat playing on his phone, You've got the makeup artist doing the nails, photographer reading a book. Like nobody's interested mm. in what's going on in front. Of, only the camera guy, mm. and that's it. And so, but it is a bit, you know, when you've got that amount of people. Like I used to do scenes where we used to do. A, there was a TV show on um, Bravo, I think it was called Porn Week back in the day. Mm. And, um, mate, they were crazy because you'd have. 50 60 70 people there and they go right okay perform now go yeah and you're having to do a scene in front of all these people and people are looking and you can hear people whispering in the ear like oh, oh look what he's doing and oh look is, is he oh he's getting on now oh, okay this it can be off-putting so like for the advice i would say is like try and get on like do a few pro scenes and even if you do them for free at start and then just build because Build your confidence with it that way, and mm. uh, and that's it, really. Yeah, I've got some questions we got off, off Twitter, but the one I wanted to ask before I go into reading some questions are um, I know it seems like on paper to be a dream job. Do you ever wake up in the morning and think, like, oh, like another yeah, day? Sure, 100%. 100%. Like, <laughs> everybody always asks that, like, oh, you know, you get to bank, and it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. So, and like, some of these, some of the women I work with, absolutely stunning. But they've got mm. no personality. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, listen, how many times have, have you been out in, in town and you've seen an absolute stunner? You've gone out, you're talking to her and she's up her own arse. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, whatever, I can't be dealing with it. 
that's what it's like on set sometimes. Some of these girls are, you know, I, again, I'm in a lucky situation now. But when I first started out, like they go, oh, they're probably looking at me going, who's this guy? Got a weird accent, everything yeah. like that. Luckily now I've kind of built up a name. So everybody, I know everybody I'm working with. And then also, you know, the girl, the newer girls are like, oh, I've always wanted to work with you. And that just makes you feel really old, especially now when you're getting girls <laughs> like, and oh, I remember watching your form when I was younger and I'm thinking, fucking hell, how old am I now? And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, that can be interesting for sure. Yeah, well, we've got some questions. I've only got three or four. I won't keep you. I won't keep you forever. The first oh, no, one, the first one's from Ben Osborne, Chef United midfielder. I read it this morning. I read it, and uh, I, I see. I thought you. I, I thought you'd pick with this one because of the goal, but he's left now. Oh, mate, easy. It was something about how do you keep a relationship or something like yeah, that. Yeah, how do you maintain maintain relationships? Because from the outside, in your industry, it might be the norm, but for people outside looking in, like if you're you leave yeah. your misses in the morning and then you're going out. Basically, like it, I tell you what, it'd be if if she was a Forest fan, then there'd be no relationships. So it's a no-brainer. So there'd be no, you know, I can't, I can't be dealing with that. Um, but no, look, it, look, with our industry, there's we we separate it. Like I'm, I go to work. That's my job. Do you know what I mean? It's you could compare it to a footballer, really. Look, at the end of the day. He's, you go you go to work, you do your job, you play football. You don't come home and play football 24-7 and, and things like that. You separate your life, you relax, you have time with friends, family, and things. And that's what we do. And like, for me, it's just work. That The sex part of it is nothing. I have no emotional attachment yeah. to it or anything like that. It's, that's my job, in, out. And I'm two separate people. That's why you have stage names. And, you know, I go home and, you know, I'm Kieran on set. Go home, I'm, I'm just Adam, you know, with mm. my wife, my family, my kids. They don't even, like, nobody really knows. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's night and day. Night yeah. and day. Like, yeah. So, it is easy. Like I said, I've been with my missus now 10, 10, 11 years. We've got three kids. We never argue at all. At all. Like, you know, we just laugh and joke. We've been to, like I said, all that time, never had an argument. And, you know, I think a lot of relationships, they get caught up in like the whole scandal of, oh, is he texting some other mm -hmm. bird or has she done this? And there's a lot of jealousy that goes on in a lot of relationships where with mine, it's like, look, why do I need to cheat? I'm, I'm going out every day banging different birds so true put it in a you know yeah i know what you mean yeah but, but do you know what i mean there's there's no need for me my phone's there if she wants to read it she can read it there's nothing on there do you know what i mean yeah and um i think that's what probably makes our relationship stronger than most because like i said how many, how many times do you see people split up because one was cheating on the other and and things like that i don't need to so probably what makes us stronger yeah, you talk about having stage names. Another one was, where did Kieran Lee come from? <laughs> so, okay, so, you know the beer, Kieran beer? Yeah. Every time, whenever I go for an Indian, I always like Kieran beer. So I was like, oh, I really like that name. I didn't like the spelling of it, so I looked at different like the spellings and I found that one. So that was that. And then my middle name is Lee. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, okay. 
well, Kieran Lee, that, it's easy, it's easy searchable. Um, but it did backfire on me a little bit when I first came there. Because obviously in America, nobody knew me at the time. So they would get their call sheet and it's like, oh, you're working with Kieran Lee. And then they're thinking, oh, great, I'm working with some like little Asian guy with a little dick. <laughs> and there's me that rocks up. And it was funny because I, I always remember it like, like when I first used to go on set in, the U, uh, in, in America, I used to always dress up smart. So I'd have a polo shirt on, jeans, and, you know, I always looked smart. Mm. And they'd get a big shock. They'd think some little Asian guy would be showing up. And then some this awkward British guy and, you know, smelling of aftershave and, and all that. So, but now it's like just rock up. T-shirt, shorts. All right, let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do one more question and we'll go on to your Rams 11 to finish. But uh, go on. have you got a favourite scene you've ever done? I think my favourite scene, actually, quickly, is the one where you had the luminous yellow Derby shirt on. Yeah, the Derby shirt with Asher Akira. Yeah, okay, so you know what's really funny? So that is our old shoot house um, in Vegas. So we used to just rent a house and, and we'd shoot loads of scenes there. So just recently, um, Tyson Fury was out in Vegas, obviously. Yeah. And that's where we used to shoot in Vegas. And I've looked at him in this hot tub jacuzzi thing and I've gone, I know that. And he, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it. And then I've realized they've rented our old shoot house to be their training camp. And so, um, do you know, do you know Sam Jones? Joe Joyce? Yeah. Yeah. I know Sam Jones. We've had him on at Radio Derby recently. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam, uh, I sent, obviously I still, I speak to Sam when he comes out here and I sent him a, I sent him a message and that scene where I'm in the Derby shirt is at the same, is in the same bit where Tyson Fury is doing all his interviews. The same jacuzzi. <laughs> same jacuzzi, everything. So yeah, we're just laughing. I hope they cleaned yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, lovely, mate. Thank you for asking, for answering them, mate. Uh, people, a lot of people no are very happy. Um, we're going to end on Rams 11s. I'll quickly give you mine because everyone that we ask, any Rams fans have had on. Uh, let me just find it quickly. Um, right, I've gone. Uh, I went Carson in goal instead of Poom, which has been contentious and I've been hammered for, but only because my memories are sketchy because I'm a bit younger than you of Poom. I can yeah, remember yeah, watching yeah. him, but I remember Carson better. Then I've gone Chrissy Powell, Stimak, Carbonari, Andre Wisdom, but Andre Wisdom. Uh, first loan spell 2014 at right back. Yeah, he, he was absolutely immense that season. I remember, I remember taking my missus actually to uh, Barnsley away on Boxing Day. I think. And he crossed it, it in for the Chrissy Martinetta. Crossed it in for Chrissy Martinetta. He was absolutely immense that day, and you know, I I really wanted to sign him after that loan spell. And mm. like I said, now I think with wisdom. You know, get him in in the team settled. He's he's decent. He's solid. Yeah. Um, I've always thought his better position would be centre half. To be fair, mm. alongside you know, so, like I think last last season, listen, I, 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 a lot of people slate Keo, but I I really like. I think he was a good leader, and mm. yeah, he made the odd mistake in that. But with Tamori last season, he looked a different different player. And uh, I've always thought if Derby played three at the back with Wisdom, Keo, and if we'd had Tamori last season at times, we, we could have nicked a few more points, I thought. So, yeah, yeah, I can see Wisdom, for sure. 
Any comments with the other back three? Corbinari, Stimac, Chrissy Powell? Stimac, Corbinari, Powell, nah, solid. He was pretty much the same as mine. Rick. Corbinari, we just didn't see enough of him. Like, I've gone with McFarlane just because, I, you know, I, I'm one of them that I used to watch back all the old footage and, you know, what a player he was. Mm. So, my, my mine was a toss-up between um, Corbinari and McFarland. I've then gone... Um... I've then gone, I'll get you to read yours out in full in a minute. I've then gone Diamond midfield, Van der Laan at the, at the bottom, uh, Asanovic on the left, Iranio yeah. on the right, Hughes at the tip. Yeah, decent. Um, and then, um, embarrassingly, I, I, I didn't put storage in, which I wish I would have, but I'm going to stand by it. I went Chrissy Martin, just because Chrissy Martin is my favourite ever Derby player. And you know Malcolm what? Christie. Well, yeah. I, I think that's emotion because yeah, he scored some of my favourite goals at that time, Christy. Some of them goals. I think that went emotion over. Yeah. The only thing, the only reason why I'd never go Malcolm Christie because I used to go out in Derby at the time he was at and he was such an arrogant prick. And so, that was, <laughs> so I'd just be like, what? What a knob. Um, but no, it, it's funny. Like, yeah, it's solid. That is. I think what uh, mine, I went to Rani, I went right back, didn't I? Mm. Have you got it in foot? Oh, don't you read yours out? I've got yours out here in, on WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, you went... Oh, actually, I've not got it anymore. Um... It, I remember it. It was Poom, Aranio right back, Stimak, McFarland, Chris Powell. Then midfield, I had... Um, I had uh, Lee Carsley yes. or a fit, fit George Thorne. At the base, yeah, and then I had Will Hughes, Asanovic. I think I went four three three, and then I went up top, Bayano, one shot storage. Wow, yeah, I think yours blows me on out of the water. But no, he's good. Like I said, Chris Martin could easily push in there with, um, with instead of storage. Like I said, storage for me was brilliant. Um, but then again, I just remember him that the playoff, uh, the season we got promoted, he was a, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then the first season in the Premier League, he was all right, he, and that was it. And then he tailored off a little mm. bit. Where for me, when we had Bayano and one shop, I remember games we were blowing teams away. Like I'll always remember the game. The why I put Lee Carsley in there is a game that we played against Southampton, and I think we won about four 0 Oh, no, um, yeah. Three, yeah, we scored three scored, goals in 15 minutes or something, didn't we? Yeah, and they were, he was unbelievable. And, you know, he's one of them. No no, no frill player, just tackle, pass, get it away. Mm. It's like even Daryl Powell. Listen, I still remember <laughs> Daryl Powell. Best game for Derby I ever saw Daryl Powell play was a left-back against Sheffield Wednesday at home. Really? <laughs> Yeah, he played at left back. He was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I think that's the area I like. I grew. I you know, I still remember you know Paul Williams, Craig Short, Tommy Johnson. That was it. I remember going to the playoff final at Leicester. I went to the Anglo-Italian Cup final. There's I've never missed a you know important game for Derby. I, I go to everyone. Like I even flew back, and the best time I ever flew back for Derby Forest, I flew back for the five 0 Wow, and so I look at. I always like. I always look at the fixtures, and like I was meant to be there for this one. You know, on April the first or second, was it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's April fourth. Yeah, yeah. I had my I had my flights booked 
to go back for that game. I'll always go back for every game. And like, um, I remember when we got to the playoffs against QPR, I still remember it to my day, my misses. I said, right, look, Derby have made it to the playoffs. I'm going to go back. So I flew back and I remember I went to Brighton away and then we did Brighton at home. Yeah. And, uh, I've called my missus. I said, look, it's pointless me flying back to fly back again. So I said, you know, I'll stay, stay now and, and then just come back after the playoff final. She's there thinking, yeah, okay, that's no problem. Bear in mind, she was pregnant with my little one at the time. And uh, she's thinking, I'm only, I'll be back like, by the end of the week. Because in, in America, they do the playoffs. You do the playoff one like that. By the <laughs> It's done after a couple of days. The final is like three days after the semi. And then she goes, okay, when you're back. And I gave her the date and it was like three weeks later or whatever. She was livid. <laughs> Absolutely livid. But yeah. Have you got a, uh, have you got a favourite Rams memory? I think mine's a 3-2 Forest game when we come from 2-0 uh, down. I don't know why, but that's always stuck with me. Um, either, I know it's, cliche but the the five nil yeah the five nil was it uh, yeah that was brilliant the other one for me would have been when we beat Southampton in the playoff semi-final oh uh, wait when was one nil down yeah uh, yeah oh the home game sorry yeah the yeah, 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 yeah. when Idiakas missed sorry yeah Idiakas missed yeah and so that one sticks out and then also for me atmosphere wise um Two games that really stick out was obviously the semi-final against Brighton. I remember the South Stand was absolutely rocking that day. It was brilliant. And then also the game against, I'm pretty sure it was Middlesbrough. And back way, way back when Jim Smith was the manager. And they literally, for about 60, 70 minutes, just sang Bald Eagles, Balmy Army, clapping away. I mean, I don't know why. We we ended up, we were down to 10 men. I think Jonathan Hunt got sent off. And, um, yeah, we ended up winning. We ended up scoring and uh, the place erupted. It was brilliant, that. Yeah. Amazing. So, I do, I do. Any Derby Forest game, I, lo- I do love going to them, to be fair. They yeah, rules special, aren't they? They're special. Yeah. Apart from that one when your fella... Ben Osborne scored in the last minute. <laughs> You're getting it wrong. He's not my fellow. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we did it. We we did it. We did a decent podcast. Me and Benny, and he's he's jumped on board with this. He's looking forward to this one. So uh, he's no, a boy. Right? He's a derby at the end of the day. To be yeah, you got to listen. Any you got to give him huge respects. Like look, uh, he's come out. He's gone Forest. He was at Derby, wasn't he? He's he's a, derby, derby released him. So you got to do something, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And fair play, he's done for his main name. And now, look, Premier League football, Sheffield United, and they've done... I feel sorry for them if the, the Premier League gets cancelled this season because, to be fair, they I think they mm. deserve a place in uh, you know Europe, especially in the Champions League. Like, look, I think, what is it? They win their game in hand against Villa. Yeah, they go fourth. The, yeah. yeah, they go in the fourth. And that's, it's unfortunate because I think they deserve it. So, They've been robbed at times this season. I remember watching them away to Tottenham. Um, mm. They've been robbed via VR. They should be up there. And mm. Let's see. Fingers crossed for them. Oh, well, thank you very much, Kieran, Adam. Thank you very much for, for joining us. No what's, 
just finally, mate, what's what's next? What's the dream? What's I always ask people this at the end. What's the ultimate move for you? Back to, move back to Derby. That's the dream. Eventually, it's going to happen. Like, once I've done my time out here, um, I've already said, look, my mum lives up in Alice Street at the minute. Um, and to be fair, my missus loves it up that way. You know, so we looked at, um, we've looked at houses up that way and, you know, if we can either look to buy one out there or build one. Um, and eventually, I want my kids to grow up um, in Derby. You know, uh, over here, like I said, I've mentioned to me before, LA to me isn't a place to, you know, bring up kids. I, all my mates back home are joiners, brickies, window fitters and everything like that. And they've all got kids. And my, my, my lad loves it going back. He, I look at him and he's like a real little boy. You know, mm. he's into his football. He's going to the, he loves coming to the matches with me and, and stuff like that. And I just want that for him. You know, like I said, I had a brilliant childhood growing up. And so I'm not saying he won't get it out here. You know, we'll give him everything he wants. But I don't know. There's just something special about Derby. Yes. What a lovely way to end. And, mate, I really appreciate you giving up an hour of your time for us, mate, because it's a, it's a big no thing. Worries. It's a big thing. No worries, mate. Yeah, respect. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. All right, great. Take care, mate. Have a good one. Ciao. Take right. care, mate. Bye.